1: Like a boss. To look-
2: live from the FantasyFootballShow.com
3: studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show, live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. In, what is going on, good people? Thanks for joining me today on a Friday. We're doing it live here on the Fantasy Football Show. I'm your man, Smitty. I appreciate you guys all being here. Uh, I know some of you say I talk a little bit about Trey Lance too much, about uh, the 49ers too much. I don't overemphasize 49ers on my YouTube channel. Yes, on an Instagram uh, show, I do an Instagram show on the 49ers. I do a lot more Instagram 49er talk than I do YouTube. YouTube, I only talk 49ers, Trey Lance, Debo Samuel, when it is relevant, when it is in the news. And Colin Cowherd really made a fool of himself uh, the other day on a podcast talking about Trey Lance, talking about Trey Lance's arm fatigue, talking about Trey Lance needing to rebuild his throwing motion, that the 49ers were were rebuilding his mechanics and throwing motion because his throwing style was leading to arm fatigue. It was completely... I, I had to have been completely fabricated or he's a, a, a moron because this is an absolute, like, this is the most... Uh, strange thing I've ever heard. And and even right here, The Athletic uh, talked about a 49ers coach knockdown talk of Trey Lance struggling with arm fatigue. I've never heard of anything like that in my life, said uh, a, a Niners coach talking to The, uh, the Athletic reporter. It doesn't say which Niner coach was talking about it. But Colin Cowherd goes on and talks about how Trey Lance is suffering at 22 years old from arm fatigue and that his throwing motions being rebuilt It's the biggest bunch of crap I've ever heard in my life. I've been doing this 20 years professionally. 20 years professionally. I have never heard of arm fatigue in a 22-year-old monster like Trey Lance who's got a python for an arm that can throw downfield 60 yards without the ball even going below the goalpost. The lower part, the, the horizontal part of the goalpost. This man suffering from arm fatigue? And, and he's 22 years old. Give me a break. The moment he said this, Niner communities everywhere erupted. And and I started talking about it on Instagram with Raj, uh, RSF49ers. Go check out my boy on IG. We talked about this and laughed about it. And Colin Cowherd, I don't know if it's time for him to hang it up. I don't know if it's time for him to maybe rebuild his the way he does things, I think he's getting media fatigue, I think he's getting analyst fatigue, this was such a big bunch of crap, that it was was head scratching when it came out, and I will say that there is reports that Trey may have, and I don't know if this is entirely true, may have dated his daughter at some point, and, and so there's a lot of people, and I don't know if someone just made that up. I'm not sure. I haven't confirmed that myself, but there's talk about that's why he may have it in for Trey. I don't know if that's true, but it makes sense that he's coming up with all this nonsense about Trey Lance. The Trey Lance hate is through the roof. The Trey Lance hate is, uh, it's not even, there's nothing factual based at all for anybody's argument against Trey Lance. And it's some kind of, uh, 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 and I, I bring the psychology and fantasy football to, to everything we do here um, and talk about the psychology behind this stuff because your boy Smitty has a psych degree. I can dabble. I can dabble in some of this stuff. And I'm telling you right now, this is part of like that sunk cost fallacy. A couple other different psychological terms we could throw at this thing where people throw more bad at the uh, after the good, they basically doubled down because they don't want to look stupid. Trey Lance is going to come out and light the world on fire. He's got the weapons to do it. He's got the situation to do it. He's got the talent to do it. He's got the legs. He's got the he's got the ability to scramble. The intelligence of when to scramble. 42 touchdowns in college, 14 rushing touchdowns, and zero INTs in his full season in college. Zero interceptions, 14 rushing touchdowns, 42 total touchdowns, and we're worried about this kid with arm fatigue and his decision-making. Will he be able to read a defense? The dude knows when to pick up and run. The dude is surrounded by Debo Samuel, Ayuk. Kittle, now Danny Gray, Mitchell, now Ty Davis-Price, a top 5-7 to seven defense, an offensive line I'm not worried about because Trey Lance is under center. If Jimmy G was under center, we'd worry about the Learn more at marines.com. Offensive line more. Trey Lance being under center is 100% going to make this situation a thousand times better. You won't even see offensive line problems because now you've got to spy on where Trey's going. Now you're not having as many stacked boxes facing Trey Lance. You have this guy, Trey Lance, able to spread out the defense just by walking on the field. Just by walking onto the field. he's seeing a much more spread out defense the the running game's going to average another half yard per carry everyone's going to be wide open because you can't double team the same way this is going to be an unbelievable season if Jimmy G can walk this team into a potential Super Bowl run very very close to a Super Bowl run what do you think Trey's going to do what do you think Trey's going to do I just thought this was absolutely asinine I wanted to address it real quick And now we can move on to the next topic. Lamar Jackson tightening up his throwing motion. Here's another. I'm surprised somebody didn't say he was rebuilding it. And he went from 205 pounds to 220. That's a lot of weight. That's 15 LBs that this man's carrying around. I'm not sure how I feel about this. I feel like whenever a quarterback gains weight uh, or a player in general gains weight... It usually, when it's by design, obviously. I'm not talking about you gain weight. Of course, it's not good. Leonard Fournette coming in overweight, dropping footballs. That was not a good thing. Lamar Jackson coming in at 15 LBs on the upward makes me a little bit worried. Because it it, it oftentimes is, is a lot harder on your body than you think to hit the ground every single time with 15 more LBs. Yes, you can absorb a hit better. But it slows you down. It, 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 may, it may allow you to absorb hits better upright. But this dude's going to hit the ground with 15 more LBs of force every time he hits the ground. There's very few situations that I can even recall where a player has added that weight after playing a significant amount of time at a certain weight. It's one thing you get into the pros, you add weight, you're still growing in some sense. Some of these kids at 21, 22 are still maturing. Their bodies aren't necessarily where they're going to be, you know, once they hit 24, 25, 23. So it's not a it's not crazy when a when a rookie gains lbs. Look at Terrell Owens coming in how how beefed up he got. Adding weight's fine initially and then learning to play with it. But a veteran like this adding a bunch of weight it, it it worries me if he's gonna play at it. Maybe he trims back down. I don't know. A lot of these a lot of these reports sometimes a, a player adds weight and then the report's wrong. He played at two hundred ten. He came in at two hundred five because he was he trimmed down. Now he's you know back only five or ten pounds. We'll have to see what he 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 weighed. He actually weighed. I want confirmation on that. What he actually weighed during the season last year. But he went from two hundred five to two hundred twenty. That just seems like a concern to me. You know, for a guy that runs 150 to 180 times a season, which is already a concern in itself. I'm not much for... Uh, I got to change the title on here. I apologize for that. Lamar uh, Jackson. Up 15 pounds. Sorry about that. Um, That concerns me. Does anybody else in the chat feel like this is for sure a good thing? Does anybody see it as a bad thing? Let's uh, let's pull in some of the comments from the from the live chat. I want to thank everybody who's in the the the, the Twitter spaces. Um, we're live on the fantasy football show on YouTube, which is on you by you can go in the link in my bio, but youtube.com slash the fantasy football show. Appreciate everybody listening over on Twitter. Appreciate everybody in the chat. We got Gary first in the building today. Meet the woo second, Calvin, overcome, James, uh, Smitty 80, meet the woo, Frank. Uh, blackbeard kevin jeff appreciate everybody being here uh philip ron navy appreciate you all filing in double a everyone um tell me what you think about lamar jackson let's hear let's hear i'm indifferent says brian he's indifferent you're not worried about the weight not really concerned um non-factor says anonymous happy friday says phrase says Bree uh beast what's that Where's that beachum beachum Uh, LJ may not vulture running back TDs as often. I don't know. I don't think added weight is going to make him run less near the goal line, bro, in my opinion, Ricky. I think this isn't going to have him run less. It's going to have him try and be at a heavier weight to absorb some of the hits. But, I mean, here's the thing about Lamar. Every time Lamar, they've changed stuff on Lamar or they've tried to change something dramatically, it's led to Lamar struggling. So, Back two years ago, when they decided to run Lamar less, what happened? The offense struggled. He struggled. He was ver- he was essentially worthless for the first eight weeks of fantasy football. Anybody that had Lamar Jackson two years ago, the first like weeks one through eight is like weeks one through seven, week one through eight. I don't know if it even reached into week nine or if it was a week nine he turned it around. But weeks one through eight, pretty much half of a fantasy season, Lamar was utterly useless. He was benchable. Um, this was during Herbert's rookie year, and I had a lot of people that drafted Herbert and also drafted Lamar at the same time. It was ironic how many people had the duo, and it was like week after week. It was like, when do we flip the switch? Herbert's on fire. He's a rookie, but he looks phenomenal. Um, do we do we plug him in over Lamar? And it was like Lamar owners hanging on over you know a week in and week out, trying to hope that this guy could turn it around, and he didn't until halfway through the season. That's because the, the 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 Ravens changed up the game plan. Let's run Lamar less. Let's make him stay behind uh, inside the pocket and behind the line of scrimmage more. And it messed with his game. Like, they had to let Lamar be Lamar. I'm not saying this is that different. In, in a way, this enables him to be Lamar more to add the weight. But adding weight is always a concern for me. It, there's a couple of cases I could think of where adding a bunch of LBs helped. In the case of Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones couldn't stay healthy for the life of him. He got his nutrition on point. Remember the year I predicted him to be a top five running back breakout? It was that year, and I was actually on board of the weight gain for Aaron Jones because nothing else was working. He kept getting hurt. Aaron Jones, it's like you had to to change something up. So him beefing up, getting his nutrition on point, uh, adding the LBs, getting stronger, it all made a lot of sense for, okay, maybe this will change the, the 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 outcome for Aaron Jones, who always had the talent to be a top five running back. But it wasn't until that year when he landed on your boy Smitty's top five bold predictions that he started becoming that guy on a consistent level. There's one example of adding weight that worked out well. But adding 15 LBs for a quarterback, it concerns me. When he's playing at this weight, and, and he's used to it. It's just going to throw some things off for me. Especially you take away his number one wide receiver as well. You know, you, you trade away this guy's number one wide receiver. Everybody's on Team Bateman already. A guy that, yeah, he looked efficient in the time that he played. I get it. There's a lot of good statistics for the conversions and, and success rates and things that, that, that make his 500 yards and one touchdown look good. But he still only has 500 yards and some change and one TD to his name. Bateman has not made it yet. Bateman has not turned into the player that a lot of people are projecting him to be. Now, I'm a guy that likes to look ahead of the curve and predict things. I'm saying Brees Hall is going to win leagues for people. We don't know what Brees Hall is going to do. So, Smitty, how on earth can you be mad at Bateman on Bateman believers when you love Brees Hall, Smitty? And, you know, Touche. I touche shade myself. I took away my own ammunition. Look, trust your gut. Don't listen to anybody. That includes me when you're on the fence about a player. If you've got a gut feeling about a player, if you love Lamar gaining the weight, don't listen to me. I'm not even saying Lamar's going to bust. I think it's just a, a, a point of topic, something we should be discussing because adding LBs is a concern in general for me when you're not used to, 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 to wearing LBs. That 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 meat suit that he's now got on, because 15 lbs, sound, it feels like it feels like you're wearing a wet trench coat, is what that's gonna feel like. And I don't know that he'll be as quick and and shifty. He may be a little stronger and tougher. He may be able to shed a tackle or two more. But that is 15 lbs more hitting the ground over and over and over on the regular and for a guy that runs 155 to 180 times a season i believe he was on his on on a path for 180 plus rushing attempts last year before he got hurt okay busted in the year prior in 2020 got hurt in 2021 we're literally looking at two years where lamar has kind of disappointed you if you drafted him and adding 15 pounds messing with the, the the process it concerns me Lamar's always got gonna have more injury risk than the average quarterback and for people that say you can't predict injury or that calling Lamar Jackson more of an injury risk because he runs is stupid then you don't you haven't played fantasy football long enough to understand that there are probabilities at play here that you just can't argue. You run the ball 150 to 180 times, you 100% are opening the door to more injury. Can you predict it without any kind of misstep or miscalculation or be wrong or right you could be wrong or right about any of that stuff you're playing odds games nobody has the the gray's book sports almanac from back to the future or we wouldn't even be here we'd be in vegas 24 hours a day we're we're predicting stuff here people we're gonna miss stuff from time to time of course we are it could i be wrong and lamar adding the weight be a great thing absolutely i'm not saying he's for sure gonna bust in 2022 I'm just saying I don't know what how I feel about it I'm still digesting it I feel like I feel like this is it, it probably isn't a great thing that he's adding the 15 lbs I'll say that I'll say I feel with pretty good confidence it's not a good thing it won't help him. the question is will it hurt him? Will it hurt him they have an injured running back room are they gonna try and actually run him more? Is that why he's beefing up? Is he beefing up all on his own and it has nothing to do with the team? And the team's like going, uh, he's coming in 15 LBs lighter. What do you guys think? I don't know. He does what he wants. Like, I don't know how much involvement the team even has in the idea and the concept. Thank you, Ron Navy, for dropping the super chat. Vegas, baby! We're heading to Vegas for a guerrilla-style campaign of promotion at some point where we're just going to hit the streets. We're going to... We're going to gather as a big community. I'll toss out shirts. The first people walking up, Ron Navy's probably going to be there first. We'll toss out some shirts. We'll, we'll hand everybody a stack, of, a stack of business cards and stickers. And we're just going to walk around and hand them to everybody. And it'll look like Forrest Gump out there. Your boy Smitty in front. Everybody trailing behind. And we just keep adding to it as we walk down Vegas. Down the strip over and over. Do you watch the show? Why don't you watch the show? Here's a sticker. This is Ron Navy. Do you realize you're looking at the Bruce right here? We're going to go guerrilla warfare style campaigning and promoting in Vegas. I don't know when. Probably won't be this offseason. But we're going to do it, I think, next offseason. We'll plan a meet and greet and hang out for the fantasy football show community. Can't wait for that to happen. 80 of you in here from from YouTube, please hit the thumb up button on your way in the door. Subscribe if you're new as everybody's filing in for this probably two hour show that we'll probably do here on the fantasy football show here on YouTube. We're live every single Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. And of course, your boy Smitty goes live whenever there's breaking news. There's breaking news. I jump on YouTube and go live. Uh, on, on Twitter spaces, hey, Brad and Song and uh, Wahim, when I, when news breaks, what happens? I go live is what happens. Appreciate Twitter joining us today. I thought I'd just open this up and just see what happens. Uh, R. Smith dropping a super chat. Thank you, Mr. Smith. Appreciate you, a fellow Smith, dropping a super chat like that. And for the membership so we can all be uh, anti-Smitty. And announcement. For the member or for members, so we can all be anti- Smitty. I don't know what that means. Anti- Smitty. Why would you be anti- Smitty? Why would you join the membership to be anti- Smitty? I don't even know what that means, bro. Um, Let me let me send let me put that link in the live chat and pin it if you guys want to become YouTube exclusive members and get your hands on all those amazing emojis. And when we lock things down to subscriber mode only during the season, not for an entire show, but during a section. Because it gets so crazy in here during the season, during like start bench shows, where I can't possibly even read all the questions, let alone answer them. We're going to lock it down so that I can, like we can have a better pace of of a live chat. And then we'll open it back up. We'll open it back up. Um, Lamar Jackson. I don't know. Let's hit, let's hit the phone lines. um, And uh, we'll also answer the voice messages. So drop your voice messages on IG. Let's. It's voicemail time. Drop a voicemail at the fantasy football show on the gram. Tell your grandma.
0: Sub, Smitty. It's Ted. How's it going? Well, you know, I caught you at a good time. I'm on the clock in a slow draft. I'm on I'm in the fifth round of a decently uh, important, relatively, you know, financially substantial league. I've got a good start. I've got Dalvin Cook, I got Brees Hall, I got C. D. Lamb, I've got Marquise Brown. Great start. Now here I am in the fifth round. Three receivers available to me. DK Metcalf, Jerry Judy, Jalen Waddle. Well, I know you like, but I'm not as into. I'm thinking I got to pick DK in the fifth round. It's like stealing, right?
3: Oh, I don't know what happened there. I'm sorry about that. Um, How long have I been muted?
0: Uh, you were never muted. Oh, um, you were muted before. A little bit. Yeah, About about a minute.
3: I don't know what happened there. Sorry about that. Um. Uh, let's okay, see. I do anyone. Yeah. My my bad, guys. I didn't know that. I I forgot I muted the the, <laughs> the mic. So we got uh we got uh Ted here. He's in the fifth round. He's got DK Metcalf, um DK Metcalf Waddle, and then what are the running backs? Is, is, is not
0: great. Is, uh, don't don't I don't tell me that.
3: Hold on, Ted. Smaller. Don't don't tell me not great, and then tell me Brees Hall's there. Or I'm going to flip out. But go ahead.
0: I've already told you I have Brees Hall on my team.
3: I'm sorry. Who name your team again? Name your team again. I'm dealing with a lot of technical issues. Go ahead.
0: I got Dalvin and Brees. I got C D and Marquise Brown.
3: C D, Hollywood Brown. So Dalvin, Cook, Brees Hall, C D Hollywood Brown. Yeah, punch DK. Yeah,
0: it's gotta be DK, right? In the fifth round. That's crazy.
3: Yeah, I, I would say I would say I would say punch it. Don't worry about it. Fifth round's totally baked in value. Like, is there concern? Like, here's the thing. If Russell Wilson was still in Seattle, where would you where would you be taking Russell Wilson? Second round. Late yeah, DK, second. DK. DK. Late second. Okay. Thank you for being honest, Ted, because a lot of people would just say, no. They like they, they, they think what they think now and they think it's always been what they thought. They can't like play that game. You know, like go back in time or hypothetically. Where would DK be ranked in your mind if he was if Russell Wilson was there? People are like, fifth round. They can't they can't be honest with the question, Ted. It, he's a late second to early third rounder. Where are you taking him in the fifth round? Is that baked in value? It sounds pretty baked in to me, Ted. I think you're hitting a home run, pal.
0: Okay. I need your expert opinion on this. So tell me if it's even a little bit possible. At any point this year. Is it possible
3: Seattle trades D.K.? Um, if they re-sign him to a new extent, extension, no. I don't think they trade him. Like, that just doesn't feel like a, you know, tagging and, tra- yeah, tagging and trading all that. If he doesn't sign an extension, oh, 100%, we're looking at a potential trade. Yeah. Yeah, so he
0: could go to, like, Green Bay or something. Yeah, like it, yeah. He could be even it, more valuable. And,
3: Ted, that's what I keep saying is that it's so baked in, and I've been talking about it all off-season long and with AJ Brown and AJ Brown signed, but with AJ Brown with McLaurin, he signed. With Debo, who hasn't signed yet, and DK with the packaged and baked in, you know, down tick in value. What if what if they get traded? Like you just said, what if DK become DK? Probably only becomes more valuable than he than he's at, he's he's at his floor right now. Even if Seattle ends up retaining him, they give him a big contract, fat contract extension. He's going to get a QB upgrade in the next one, one and one and a half years, I think. And so he'll get upgraded.
0: Do you remember how many games he played with Gino last year?
3: Uh, a handful, and he did well. He did well. He did well because yeah. he's the type of wide receiver that can go up and get a, a football. His catch radius is as big as my studio in here. And so you can throw it anywhere in this box that I'm in, and he just leap up and grab it, bro. So, like, it's different than, like, McLaurin, who I'm not saying McLaurin can't be a better wide receiver than Debo. Or, I'm sorry, uh, DK. And, I, in fact, I think that they're pretty close talent-wise. They're different wide receivers. Uh, Antonio Brown needs the football delivered to him. And McLaurin's a similar wide receiver to Antonio Brown. When Big Ben would go down, Antonio Brown would vanish. He wouldn't even Antonio Brown wouldn't even be a number one wide receiver or wide receiver fantasy one, uh, even top ten. He wasn't even a top ten or twelve wide receiver when Big Ben would go down because he needed the football, you know. And and he's a speedy yeah. guy. Like it doesn't he doesn't require a top one to five quarterback, but you need a quarterback that can that can stay upright long enough to deliver a pass to him. You need an offense that can that can design plays that, that aren't just run, 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 three and out, three and out. And so McLaurin's been dealing with this carousel of garbage garbage at quarterback. I think McLaurin, while he needs a quarterback, he's more quarterback dependent than DK. He's maybe a little bit better than DK, to be honest. I think he could be a top five to six wide receiver in the NFL. I truly believe that about McLaurin. DK is just more quarterback proof because you can literally just toss it up to him. Does anybody really believe Dante Culpepper back in the day was as good as his, his numbers suggested? No. He had Randy Moss, Chris Carter. Like, Dante Culpepper, you kind of figured out who he really was when things started changing for him. And, you know, you, it, it just like he wasn't elite his entire, you know, it was like a decade. It was like, okay, Culpepper was a monster for a little while. But he just throw it up to Randy Moss. Like, DK has that kind of, like... I, I would venture to say there's a there's a clip of DK jumping up and like touching the top of the goal or uh, the high in the goalposts as he could touch. I'd venture to say DK could out jump anybody in the NFL. Not just like catch not just a, a vertical with how high his feet get, but like I think he could literally touch as high on a goalpost as anybody in the NFL, or he at least be in the top five. He's probably the number one wide receiver in the entire NFL. In in terms of a vertical jump and touching the highest point like on, on the goalpost or something like that. This guy can go grab anything. And, and so I think he makes Gino look pretty good. I hope Gino wins the job. I don't want Drew Locke winning the job. I don't mind Drew Locke backing up Gino because Gino falters or gets hurt. At least Locke can go out there and throw it. You know, he's not great, but he we know he can at least throw the ball. So, like, it's different than, like, a Mariota, who I think won't, you know. Like, Locke can go out and look bad, but at least he can throw the ball down the field a little bit. So, we'll, we'll see. But I think DK DK is grossly undervalued. You're proving it right now on the live stream because you, you're getting this man, DK Metcalf, in the freaking fifth round. It's unbelievable. Your team looks good. I'm sorry I didn't hear you mention Brees Hall. Take a lap on me. Um, nice job.
0: All right. Well, I'm pulling the trigger. Thanks for your help,
3: buddy. All right, Ted. Call back anytime. All right. Uh, where were we? To- uh, Tony. What's up, Smitty? What's up, guys? What do you think? Is
2: Monty a buyer beware? Just because his team is awful, or is he a great value to pick up and have his your third running back?
3: I was muted when I actually muted myself when when this question came in. So I'll repeat it. I think Monty is is. Uh, he's a good value. In round top around five, he's a decent value. Could pretty easily earn your your value back in the late fourth or mid fourth. Like you're not gonna win your league with Monty in the in the late uh, the early fourth, but you could maybe get a lot of good value late fourth or early fifth. I like Monty. If you go wide receiver, wide receiver, and even quarterback, you could start off with Monty. You know what I mean? You could start off with Monty as like a A a low end running back one, and you know, or take Etienne and Monty as your running back, running back one and two, in a wide receiver, wide receiver, running back, running back approach. Like if you went Diggs and Adams, Etienne and Monty, or Diggs, Adams, Monty and Brees Hall. Like those are suitable. Um, So I'd say I'd say Monty's decent value. If Monty's going in round three, some of you were saying. Then any and I've seen him go all over, so I don't know I don't know that he's locked in this round three. Um ADP data. Let me pull up some ADP data here. Actually let me pull up this draft. Let's see where Monty went in this ESPN draft the other other day. This is round two. This is round uh three. There he goes, thirty two. Round three. But I've seen him fall into four in a lot of mocks that we've done. Sometimes our mocks are weird, though. You know, it's hard to know where the ADP really is because ETN is going above Monty. Herbert is going above Monty. Brees Hall went above Monty here. But there are a couple of our people in this mock draft that, that I've got on screen. So a lot of times Monty does fall into the top of four. But in the real world maybe he is more of a, a end of the third i would say i would say third is about it's kind of uh, a mix of safe and a little risky because I, I don't know that i trust chicago right now but no naggy previous track record for monty of being a top 5 running back he's not he's not bad uh, Ricky, we've got in the in the exclusive membership, uh, YouTube memberships in the chat, we've got uh, Smitty80, we've got Macho, we've got Ricky, already said Ricky we've got uh, Collusion appreciate Collusion we've got Overcome we've got R. Smith we've got all of the usual suspects, and then thank you um, Ron Navy for letting me know that I was on muted Ron Navy super chatted to let me know I was on mute. Thank you, Ron. I'm just glad it wasn't like a 20-minute rant where I didn't look at the the uh, live chat. Uh, next question would be Ryan.
4: What's up, Smitty? My quick question for you is which one of these handcuff running backs have the uh, highest upside slash which of the three would you choose between t- Tony Pollard, Alexander Madison, and A.J. Dillon, thank
3: you. And Dillon. Pollard, Madison, Dillon. Now, they all are handcuffs. That is that is actually accurate. My first reaction was going to be like, well, Dillon's kind of standalone. But you can still get Dillon at times in handcuff territory. But as we went over yesterday, he's like the 24th or 25th ranked running back in fantasy football, according to ADP data. So, I kind of feel like maybe Dylan is the one running back here that feels like he's maybe not consensus to everybody actually a cuff. He's more of a standalone. He's kind of like the a little bit cheaper version of Cream Hunt over the years, where you can't really cuff Chubb and Cream Hunt. I kind of feel like that way about Dylan. You draft Aaron Jones and you cuff him to Dylan, you're really using a pretty early pick that makes your lineup. You know, your lineup's not even full yet and you're reaching for a cuff. So in that, it kind of tells you that Dylan's the the, the best option on the board because people are actually drafting him as a a standalone player. Madison's strictly a cuff, but he can have the most upside out of everyone here if he's starting games. And Madison's been very proven. I know a lot of people like to throw out every once in a while that uh, they don't like Madison or that Madison's not even the backup. Like, look, Madison's... Madison's been pretty proven over the last couple years. Um, I think Pollard is the most talented physically out of the three. I think he's the one that's probably in the best position to be your flex at the end of the day. I know a lot of you love Dylan, but I think at the cost of entry, Pollard feels like the best investment because you're taking him about running back 30 in redraft. He can produce easily running back 30 overall type numbers in his current role, even if he doesn't get into the lineup. So I'm gonna say Pollard number one, Dylan number two, Madison number three. And that's accounting for the draft value. If we don't we say I don't care, you can you can pick whichever one you want. Draft value doesn't matter. There's no draft picks attached to this. I probably still take Pollard. I probably still take Pollard, then Dylan, then Madison. Mainly because I don't know that Zeke... Although Zeke... I go back and forth on Zeke in like round 5 or 4. And I know I'm not going to probably get him. Just like the Monty example. Monty's ADP is kind of the end of 3, top of 4. But I'm telling you, I would, I would steal him away at the end of 4 if he was there. But he probably... Monty probably won't fall to, four, to end of 4. So, by design, I'm probably not going to own Monty a lot. That's kind of my point. Um... But Pollard, I feel I feel like Pollard is gonna. I bet like Pollard is gonna eventually start games and look like a top ten running back, top five, to, top six to ten running back. Let's be a little conservative. I think Pollard will start games. I don't know how many, but I could see him starting a handful of games and be a top six to ten running back. I think Dylan is going to linger all year. I think that Aaron Jones will not go away if he suffered a season-ending injury. Dylan to the moon, but I think Dylan. I think Zeke Elliott breaking down and just giving the job uh, over to Pollard, not full time, but like okay, let's get Pollard out onto the field. Zeke's banged up. Zeke's not looking effective. He's slowing down. I think that's more likely than Aaron Jones slowing down or something. Aaron Jones is going to have a really good year. You're banking on injury with Dylan a little more. A little more. You can still use him. He'll still be on the field. And he still could get six to eight touchdowns in a sharing role. But so could Pollard. And Pollard has the upside to become the starter at some point, in my opinion. Preference. It's very very much preference. Jim.
1: Hey, Smitty. Question for you on the Dallas Cowboys wide receivers. Obviously, we're high on CeeDee Lamb and Dalton Schultz, but with Amari Cooper and Cedric Wilson gone, I feel like there's a lot of opportunity and a lot of targets there, and Dallas is a high-powered offense. Do you see Michael Gallup or Jalen Tolbert or somebody else in that wide receiver room emerging as a fantasy value this year?
3: I think Tolbert is probably the most likely of the Cowboy wide receivers to emerge. Um. I think Dalton Schultz absorbs a lot, obviously, as, as we're, we've been talking about, as you mentioned. Dalton Schultz absorbs a lot. Lamb absorbs a lot. Tony Pollard is, absorbs a lot. Um, eventually, I think this Tolbert kid, maybe it's week four, week five, doesn't have to be week one. I think he starts looking like the, number, the clear-cut number two wide receiver in Dallas. I think Gallup has just got too much of an injury history for me to expect anything but injury. You know, he could surprise me. I'm not writing him off entirely, but I'm not targeting. I'm not targeting Gallup. I'm targeting Tolbert. I'm targeting, especially, like, think about it for for a second. If you're drafting Gallup, what are you drafting Gallup for? To start as your wide receiver three? If so, then I don't know what league you're playing in. You're playing in a, in, in a, a 20-man league because Gallup does not deserve to be your number three wide receiver in fantasy football. So, what are you drafting Gallup for? For for depth down the road. If you hit injury or buys, right? Well, then why don't you bank on the wide receiver that's going to take maybe a little more time, but eventually take him out of the line. It's going to be Tolbert eventually. Go grab Tol- Go grab this rookie Tolbert because when you need him, he'll be ready and Gallup won't be. So pretty easy call for me. Kyle.
4: Hey, Smitty. Was this year's rookie wide receiver class weak in your opinion? I know we got spoiled the last couple years with the rookies, but I think this year I got to go with the proven guys. Am I going to have to take a lap? I'm glad to take it.
3: You've just been Smitty
0: approved.
3: I agree with you, Rockout. I agree with you. Rookie wide receiver class is weak. I'm not saying it's garbage. I'm not saying we won't have a DK Metcalf level wide receiver or a, like, I'm trying to think of a a level, like a, a you know, a couple Batemans or you know, a lot of you guys, you guys like Bateman. A couple guys of that, like, wide receiver 11 to 15 overall in fantasy football type of guy. Like, Garrett Wilson could be as good as Elijah Moore. You know, Elijah Moore is a wide receiver 2-3, do I think Garrett Wilson's for sure going to be a wide receiver one? I don't know that I, I won't rule it out. I'm not calling him a bust, but I don't feel... I don't feel he's taken out any of the top five, six receivers in my dynasty rankings. Even eventually, no. Drake London, he's got Ritter and Mariota thrown into him. I don't feel that right now. Could Ritter turn Drake London into something special? Maybe, but I'm not banking on it. I'm just not. Christian Watson... He's going to look really good for a rookie because he's going to get force-fed and sped along very fast because the wide receiver room is dry. This is different than other years where, you know, Smitty, Aaron Rodgers brings rookie wide receivers along slowly. This is a different time. He's got a real short window, a one, maybe two, but maybe one-year window of playing. He, and he has no wide receivers in his wide receiver room. Lazard's going to have a good year. I'm not saying it's not Lazard season. Almost a moonshot for Lazard. But we are looking at Watson probably being the most potent wide receiver for year one for rookies redraft kind of thinking. I don't know about Olave. I, I, I feel like he could be good, but I'm not banking on it. I, I just don't love the wide receivers. The only wide receivers I love are Jamison Williams, who won't play really well all year, at least in the beginning. And then hopefully he gets back to form, which he's a young guy. ACLs are definitely going to take you out for a year, and he's going to come back during the first year, but maybe not until midseason. Will he have his feet under him, uh, no pun intended, in the, in the later part of the year? I don't know. I don't know. But I do feel like Jamison Williams is the best potential wide receiver of the entire lot. And even though Watson will shine as a rookie, what happens when Aaron Rodgers steps away? Is writ- like, Drake London problems at quarterback. Watson, future problems at quarterback. Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore's a problem. Elijah Moore's a problem for Garrett Wilson to ever become what everybody wants him to become. Alave Winston, is he the answer? The Saints, they're a mess, man. Like, I just don't feel at all like this wide receiver... Rookie class can even hold a candle to the previous. There's no Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson in here. If it isn't Jamison Williams, Jamison Williams is the only shot, and I do give him a shot. I love Jamison Williams, but he, but you know, he's right now he's not available. The best, the best ability is availability. He's not available, so it's hard to talk about him. You know, in 2023, right now, even in dynasty thinking, you know, we can we can project, but. We can't give up a lot or expect we gotta we gotta definitely pay the right price for Jamison Williams. I also love Justin Ross. I, I don't know that he could ever recapture the talent and, and trajectory that he had going on before the the neck and spine like fusion situation. And they say he's cleared. He's on the Kansas City Chiefs. He couldn't be in a better situation. I think Sky Moore is good, but that wide receiver room is breachable. Like if there's a wide receiver room connected to an elite quarterback that has the the ability to be breached in a number one wide receiver spot can be grabbed, it's KC. I know you guys like MVS and Juju and Sky Moore, but I'm telling you right now, the number one wide receiver room that is breachable, that could be overtaken and overthrown from a number one wide receiver perspective is KC. That goes for 2023. That goes for Justin Ross. It goes for DK Metcalf. If he gets traded there, it doesn't sign an extension or doesn't sign an extension this year and gets traded there next offseason or the same thing for, for any other player. Like, let's say that happened to Debo, Whatever. I know Debo's going to most likely sign an extension. I'm just saying you never know. Or they trade for a wide receiver that is under contract. That KC wide receiver room is vulnerable. Completely vulnerable. <sighs> Thank you, Niner by Nature. Appreciate your support. You know, if there is a, a follower in here that is... Uh, and I and I, and we have so many genuine people in here. Like... Ron Navy's becoming one of the most loyal. Um, we've got, you know, Rock Out, Blackbeard, uh, R. Smith's in here, Silver. You know, we've got a group in here of loyal, just to the bone fantasy football show, you know, people. But Niner by Nature, I gotta give so much credit. Oh, I gotta put up my high super chat of the year. Where's that at? There we go. That's Jocelyn. But but Niner by Nature did hold this title. But Niner by Nature doesn't even really play fantasy football. Like, Niner by Nature is here for the NFL content, and that, that to me, is, like, one of the biggest compliments I could get, I think, is that somebody, and not just Niner by Nature, I mean, a lot of people feel this way, they come to the show for the NFL news and the NFL analysis, and honestly, it's the part I love the most. I love fantasy. I love mixing fantasy in, but I do love NFL and I love NFL news. And for Niner by Nature to literally come in here every day to absorb NFL content and kind of let the fantasy kind of bounce off, that that's amazing. And so, on that note, Niner by Nature. Yeah. Appreciate that. Ron Navy has to be over 300 by now. Yeah, Ron Navy probably. Niner by Nature, I think, is still the highest super chatter on the year. That's another thing. Niner by nature dropping super chats left and right, so Niner by nature is kind of maybe still holding on to that title. But Ron Ma- Ron Navy's starting to get there. Avatar's been dropping some wads. Uh, Richie, pretty Richie. Uh, Michael KCPA is in the house. I think still right now. Michael KCPA. Where's Michael KCPA? Where's Michael KCPA? I think Michael KCPA is in the building, but he's also one of the more loyal people and has dropped some of the biggest super chat wads on the channel. Umberger from the past dropped a lot of wads on this on this screen. So, appreciate everybody who has been a big supporter. Please like the video. Please subscribe if you're new. And uh let's hit some more voice messages. This one's from Joseph.
4: Hey, Smitty, who would you draft first? Mike Williams or Michael Pittman? Thanks and have a good
3: weekend. You have a good weekend. Mike will or Pittman? Good question. Uh, I'm gonna say Mike Williams. I think Pittman goes ahead of Mike Williams on the regular. I think Pittman goes in round four on the regular. Mike will goes at to the top, the very tippy top of five. But I like Mike Williams better. Call me crazy, whatever. There's Michael K. CPA. Appreciate Michael K. We're just say I don't know if you caught everything, but just saying thank you, Michael K. For being being such a loyal dude to the show. Uh Thor Bear says Williams easily. Macho Taco says Pittman. Silver says Ricky. Uh Pittman Williams, my two base. Yeah, bro. You you draft. I, I think you draft Pittman more than anybody I've seen. And I, I get it. You like him, but I like that you like Williams as well. Frake in the building. Frank, appreciate you. Shout out to the loyal supporters. Thank you, Smitty. Thank you for joining the the uh, exclusive group. I might add, drop some emojis over there, everybody. Um, Williams, if you want to win, <laughs> Anonymous says Herbert and William Stack. He's in. He's in love with that. Thorbear says, "Where's Julio going?" I don't know that I care too much, but it could impact some things, I suppose. But I feel like uh, Julio. I don't know. I don't know. He doesn't. He doesn't got anything left. I remember, was it last year, or the year prior, saying that Julio was going to drop off the face of the earth, and the Julio truthers just couldn't handle it. They're like, "You're yeah, you're crazy." He's still the best wide receiver in the league. Unburger, what's up, Unburger? Man, how are you doing? How are you doing today, Smitty? I'm doing pretty good, bro. What's Tell up? Tell your buddy Rock on. I want to have him
4: a freestyle battle. Love rock, me, babe. You rock on or rock out?
3: We have a rock out Either here. Rock
4: out. Rock yeah, out. Rock rocks out. On. Yeah.
3: Okay. Well, let's yeah, let's. Rock let's out. You can't just you can't just like. Okay. First of all, let me just let me just kind of like you know set the tone here. burger. Number one, rock out ha- has a proven track record. This is like you coming into a, a, a MMA fight and just wanting a title fight when Rockout's earned a top spot. Like you haven't even tried out. So you're live right now. Let's hear you drop a couple bars, and let's see if you can you can earn earn a a, a spot in the big stage.
4: All right, on Burger coming with a knockout on Rockout. Hit him in his face, his eyes plop out, fall on the ground, not make a sound. I'm coming through this town, Attaboy. over the city like my man Smitty. If you got a problem, let's show some pity. There we go. That's a little bit. That's like, okay, that's okay. Eight bars you know, I, you. I think that's all you. I got her right now. You
3: I know, think maybe we swap, can. So. I think maybe we can put you on the the undercard at first, and then and then maybe oh, okay. maybe <laughs> maybe move you up. You you give us a good a good uh, home run knockout in in uh, in the first match, and we'll throw you up against Rockout. Rockout and Asher have definitely uh, uh, become the musicians of the show. And when I mean, when I say musicians, I mean they just DM me songs once in a while. Actually, Asher sent me something the other day that I haven't played yet. So let's just play it. Let's just play it live. I, Asher, Asher, I don't always mean to like ignore some of them. Whoa. Okay, here we go.
1: <laughs>
3: it's almost done five seconds
1: like and,
3: like, and, like and subscribe i like it asher he just sends me this stuff i'll be like sitting there in the middle of the hey, night it's
4: ready it's ready man hey, it's ready you yeah. gotta call the fire department man. not someone gotta put up that fire that's too hot for me yeah bro man. bro <laughs> you, you gotta
3: see 12-9-1-1. You ought to see Miss Mitty's reaction. I'll be sitting there in bed, bro. We'll be it'll be like ten o'clock at night before I go live. Yeah, because she she'll fall asleep and I'll go live. But I'll be sitting there, and all of a sudden I'll just like open up my DMs and I'll see that Asher sent me a new track. <laughs> and I'll just hit play. And especially when I got to these, she looked at me like I like, what are you doing? What are you doing over there with these people? Like this is what I played. You raise me. And she's looking at me like, and she's crocheting. She loves to crochet. So she's crocheting, and she just stops crocheting, and she looks at me. She's like, what in the bleep is that? <laughs> she doesn't understand this, bro. But it's okay. You know, I, I sit there in bed at night listening to Asher lullabies. Um, Anyway. Yeah, absolutely.
4: What yeah, else you got? Well, I just wanted to call in and, and say, I know Rock Out Rock is a freestyle champ of the forum, and
3: yeah. And hamburger,
4: you know, been around for three years oh. now, and uh, you know, I, I shoot for the I shoot for the stars, right? Hey, so uh, you know, I go for the top. I don't hey. go for the undercard. I go for I go for the head of the, the snake,
3: right? Well, <laughs> so, shots
4: shot. know, put me at, put me in Rockout one on one, and uh, let the and let the let the commute, let the crowd, you know, let the the chat, you know, decide who's the best.
3: Umberger, Umberger. I don't need that burger. Yeah. Yeah. I just got shots fired. It's got a DM from Rockout. It's a voice message. It just came in thirty seconds ago. You ready to play it? All right. I don't know what it's yeah. gonna. I yeah. don't know what it's yeah. gonna be. Here it goes. Yeah. Oh. You know what it is?
1: This is the fancy come on show. This is Javante season. This is Swift season.
3: This is Breeze Hall. Hall away, Holler back. Holla back. This is how we get it. They're gonna kill it. To the
1: moon, to the moon. moon. To the moon, to the moon. To
4: the moon. To the moon.
3: Shots fired! Shots fired! Bro, Rockout Just ripped that out right now while you were on the line. Are you sure you want to smoke, well, bro? Damn. To the moon.
4: Let me rethink my uh, open challenge or rock out. I don't know. <laughs> while you're on the phone,
3: to, uh... while you're on the phone, he mixed that up, bro. <laughs> to the moon, to the moon, to the moon, to the moon. To the moon. To the moon to the yeah. moon I love it, bro. That that's catchy. I think we just need to collab catchy. everybody. I need to, to get you in like on the background, you know.
4: Yeah, we we need to like do like a community uh, song like have me on the, the vocals and Asher on the guitar and Rocka, you know, doing the melody or the harmony or whatever and uh you know you doing the The, the drums, you know, yeah. beatbox in the background. To the moon the to the moon.
3: I love it, bro. That's, that's so amazing. Rock out. All right, Smitty. All right, later. I'll
4: Tell Rock out. You know, I'll uh, I'll come back with some more heat here in, uh, in the next couple days. Here, yeah. I
3: don't think guy right now. Yeah, you're but, telling uh, you're telling him yourself right now. And and on top of that, he's probably laughing because he's like, a couple days. I just ripped that off while you were on the call. Like, this is the guy calling yeah, me out. No. He's gonna come back in a couple days. Okay, rock I'll
4: out, i If you want, if you want, if you want, if you want some smoke here. I'll do it. I'll do it. Whenever, if you want to, right now, come three way call this in and we'll do it. I mean,
3: I think we'll move on for now. I think we'll move on for now. This is too much greatness in one moment, so we'll move on for now. But I appreciate you exactly. All right, later.
4: Yeah, all
3: right. Thanks, man.
4: See ya. All right, I love that, man. To the moon, to the moon.
3: I should play this on IG, I think I should play this on IG just like bumping up against Miss Smitty in the kitchen, just be like, be like, what are you doing, what are you you looking at Miss Smitty, This bumper. We need, we do need someone in the audience that can do the like, uh, like death metal, like, like in the background of this, be like to the moon, to the moon.
1: (laughs) Uh,
3: Vamp says I'll be on the couch. No, I won't. I sleep in here when that happens, bro. I got a comfy setup in here. I got a TV up here. I've got, uh, I don't need to sleep on no couch. This is my couch got a fireplace i got a tv right here this is the one that we uh the one that we we use full time it's the smaller one actually we've got the tv up here we've got the the setup here we're fine we're fine terry dropping a wad terry dropping a wad basile dropping a wad terry says smitty you're the man terry and basile appreciate you uh late round wide receiver sleepers that can be wide receiver three, Lazard, Mooney, anyone else. That's a real good question. I'm gonna say wide receiver threes, and you're talking that territory, Saint Brown's one of my favorite, because St. Brown's definitely going around where Mooney is like and Lazard's gonna go higher and higher and higher. Um if I'm if I'm calling out a couple other uh players that, that are around that territory. It have to be let me pull up uh let me pull up a mock draft. We're almost up in the throne draft by the way. Oh, we're on the clock in the throne draft. We can actually make that pick live. Let's let's switch over to that. We can make this final pick. That would be fantastic. So in the throne draft you can see uh let's go for wide receivers um that are around Lazard. So Lazard at nine point five right here. You can see Lazard. So Claypool is one of them. I love Claypool at this territory. Gage is a wide receiver three. Um, Deep in the draft, Pierce could become that later. Don't draft him to be that. He could become that later. Um, Let's see. Uh, I would say like up above Gage, maybe a U because he's been falling. Look, he fell to 8.12. That's a wide receiver three. Gage, Claypool, Gabe Davis. Um, Renfro fell pretty far at 8.2, Devontae Smith, and I think that's, you know, Elijah Moore, I, don't, I think you're getting too high now, but but Hopkins and like IU together could be your wide receiver three. Guys, we're on the clock here. Who are we taking? The final pick, Mr. Irrelevant in this draft. Uh, our roster is in the middle of the screen here. We've got Justin Herbert, we have Jonathan Taylor, Brees Hall, Tyreek Hill, Mike Williams, uh, De, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Dawson Knox, Tony Pollard, Brandon Ayuk, Tyler Algier, Rashad White, Alec Pierce, Ty Davis-Price, Matt Ryan, and Tyler Batty. We did the Batty for the Bubs. Bubs wanted Batty. We made it happen. I love Batty, so that wasn't hard for me to to switch thinking. Um, We have no backup tight end. We have one quarterback. Uh, We don't really need three quarterbacks. And a lot of people in this draft, especially, they make fun of me for drafting uh, three quarterbacks. Did we get a... What did we get? I felt like I just felt a notification go by i I didn't i don't know um i don't care when people make fun of us drafting three quarterbacks we take we take davis mills here and we have a really really secure quarterback situation we take trey sermon and pair him with ty davis price i almost guarantee you we're getting four or five starts in that niner backfield and Sermon might be a joke to everybody right now. He busted last year. Your boy Smitty had Sermon and Mitchell as the win a league combo. And yet people always say, Yeah, You you, you sure missed on Sermon, Smitty. Then you weren't paying attention because it was Sermon cuffed to Mitchell. Sermon cuffed to Mitchell. Win your league with Sermon cuffed to Mitchell. And then people didn't draft Mitchell. My number one waiver wire pickup for the year was Mitchell. I don't want to hear it. But Sermon still has a little upside. He's working out. Looking strong, looking fit. Probably has the number two job on lock. And the Niner running back room gets injured to a massive degree. With our last pick, with players on the board like Hayden Hurst, Zach Wilson, Tannehill, Hooper, Curtis Samuel, Logan Thomas, Donovan Peoples, Jones, Cameron Brate, Devernay. I know there's a little Devernay fan club here. Marvin Jones, A.J. Green, Brevin Jordan, Davis Mills I like. Taysom Hill, interesting tight end backup that we could go after. Uh, Ingram, the rookie in Arizona, is interesting, but there's still a depth chart he's got to climb. Um, Gaskin's interesting later. McBride's a rookie. Uh, Carson's never going to play well, if ever, again. This, there's nobody left. There's nobody left. Trey Sermon. Dearness Johnson, I kind of like. Dearness Johnson, Dearness Johnson I kind of like. Um, Delani Woods. Um... That's it. There's no one left, guys. There's no one left. Going Trey Sermon is not bad. Getting Ty Davis Price and Trey Sermon, I think, almost guarantees us four or five starts. I really, really believe that. I think it's it could look to be... Mills or, Mills or Sermon's my vote, but we can go with whatever you guys want. There's a couple of Dearness Johnson votes. Let's go ahead and cue him up just to get him on the queue. This is your pick, not my pick. Oh, I just picked him! (laughs) I tried to queue him. Oops. (laughs) I don't think I can undo that, too. (laughs) Uh, Oops. I tried to queue him, and I hit the... (laughs) Well... Well, um, the Ernest Johnson season, baby, let's go <laughs> to the, to the moon. Maybe. I mean, let's hope. I think we might, <laughs> we might have to convince ourselves of that. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm sure I could get it dialed back. If you guys are okay with it. I could get them to be okay with reversing that. And they could watch the live stream to confirm. We, I think we have... No, actually, someone did something similar, and we didn't take it back. So let's just keep it. Uh, Dearness is good, as any of them Stormcat says. Dearness may pay off, Ricky said. Let's go. Uh, take a lap, says Ron. Um, Dearness is a better player than Sermon. There it is. I mean, he was honestly just leading or tied with the other picks anyway, so he's a dog, says Ryan. Ryan likes him anyway. Kilpatrick's not, not mad at it. Hunt could get traded. I do think that's a possibility. Smitty does Dearness, Dearness things. <laughs> I'm sorry guys. I really I honestly was gonna push for I liked adding Dearness Johnson to the queue. I was gonna push Hard for either Mills, Dearness Johnson, or Sermon. I subconsciously wanted Dearness. You notice though that I drafted on accident the guy I didn't even have in my queue, so it definitely wasn't me trying to force it. <laughs> but I, I liked Mills. I liked Sermon. We could always dra- grab these guys later too. We could swap it out. No one's going to pick up Sermon or, or Davis Mills. They didn't draft him for a reason. So once the waivers open, we could just swap it out. So not a big deal. But uh, that was hilarious. I I, I I mean I do like Dearness Johnson. He is a unit. He is a unit. He is solid. I think it'll work. It'll be fine. We'll leave it in there. <laughs> but that, that was crazy. Uh, so our team, our team's looking good. Our team's looking pretty, 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 pretty good. Let's uh, let's review. Let's review once once more. I think we can l- go through all the teams too. So, this is our team. Herbert, Jonathan Taylor, Brees Hall, Tyree Kill, Mike Williams, DeAndre Hopkins, Dawson Knox, Tony Pollard, Ayuk, Tyler Algier, Rashad White, Alec Pierce, Ty- uh, Ty- Tyrian Davis-Price, um, Matt Ryan, Tyler Batty, and D'Ernest Johnson, which you can't see because... Uh, let me see. Yeah, I can't scroll. There you go. Uh, team number 1.2, Lamar, McCaffrey. This is polls. Lamar, McCaffrey, Jacobs, Evans, Keenan Allen, Allen Robinson, Ertz, I'm not scared of this team. Aaron Rodgers, good backup quarterback, but McCaffrey, Jacobs, Evans, Keenan, it's good, but it's not it's not as good as our, our team. Not, not worried about that. We'll do a full review. This is a very quick review. This is not my main review. I'll do a very lengthy review on this. Dak, Eckler, Gibson, Debo, Cooks, Elijah Moore, Andrews. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good team. Dak, Andrews. Eckler, Gibby, Debo, Cooks, Elijah Moore, Kenneth Walker. Oh, that's my boy. I wonder if we could trade for Kenneth Walker somehow. He, I don't think he wanted Kenneth Walker, to be honest. We might be able to get him. Let's see if we can cook up a trade for Kenny Walker. Uh, that's a good team, though. I'd say top five or six. Kyler, Najee, Fournette, DK, Hollywood, Mooney, Goddard, uh, ETN, and the Flex. Oh, man, I was about to say this team's pretty good, but then and boom, ETN. That's a team to contend with. This team's, I wouldn't say it's better than ours, but it's very, very close. Kyler, Najee, I'm not a Fournette fan. I think that could be the weakness here, but some of you like them. So DK, Hollywood, some of you don't like DK or Fournette. Some of you don't like DK, some of you don't like Fournette. So uh, Hollywood, Mooney, ET, ETN, and Najee, DK, I like it. That's definitely, uh, that's definitely a good team. I'd say it's like second or third behind us. I like our team better, too. Derek Carr, Javante, Connor, Jefferson, DJ Moore, Sutton, Komet. A couple big weapons, but I feel like a lot of vulnerability. So I'm not going to say it's top five at all. But it started out on fire because his first, the first two picks were Javante and Jefferson. And I thought, oh, my God, this team's going to be absolute, an absolute monster. But DJ Moore, Connor, Carr, Sutton, I'm not scared of. Uh, uh, Kareem Hunt's pretty good flex. Melvin Gordon. Good depth on the bench, but uh not not scared of that team. Um my boy Rob, FF State of Mind. Hurts, Aaron Jones, JK Dobbins. Not scared of JK. Cooper Cup, nice. T. Higgins, nice. Who's the flex? Miles Sanders, eh. So Hurts, Aaron Jones, JK. I'm not a fan of. That's good, but it's not, it's not our it's not as good as our team. Stafford, Henry, Barkley, A.J. Brown, Bateman, Woods, Pitts, Mitchell. That's pretty decent. It really is going to come down to these running backs. I'd say it's top five or six. I don't think it's better than ours. I don't think anybody's got a better team than ours. I think that the Kyler team is very close. Which one was that? Kyler team was right here. Yeah, this one's really close to being as good as ours because the ETN on the on the flex spot... Naji Fournette, oh, ETN's not the flex spot. ETN's the running back too. Fournette's the flex. Uh, DK, yeah, it's good. It's good. It's just not as good as ours, but it's definitely, I think, the second place team as of right now. Joe Burrow, Dalvin Cook, Zeke Elliott, C.D. Lamb, Judy Cooper, Kittle, very, very decent. Not, not as good, but decent. Alan, Chubb, Clyde, Jamar, Chase, Mike Thomas. Waller, it's good. It's a good squad. I'd say borderline six, top six. Pretty pretty balanced teams. Um, I think everybody's got a pretty good squad. Uh why can't I scroll here? There we go. Uh Couch has got Brady, Mixon, Monty, Diggs, Deontay, Godwin. Godwin's Schultz is good. Schultz was a good pick. Um, I like Schultz. it was a little, not a little, it wasn't, it was about right, 6.3, it wasn't like late or something, but it was, it was okay, it was a little bit early, like a tad bit early, but it made sense, you know, Uh, Godwin was an awful pick, 5.10, fifth rounder on Godwin, who, I don't even know when he's coming back or how good he's gonna look, like there's just no way, I don't like this team, I think this team's, it can't hang, Brady, Mixon, Monty, Diggs, Deontay, Chris Godwin, Schultz. Depth is okay at best. Depth is not even that good. I'm going to go ahead and say that that team isn't going to be the winner this year. Profit, no offense, Couch. Russell Wilson, DeAndre Swift, Alvin Kamara. He took Alvin Kamara 2.2. And, and it, granted, the news broke later that day that he's bracing for a six-game suspension, but we already knew that. That wasn't, like, new information. So it was not an excuse to take Kamara at two. Pittman, McLaurin, St. Brown, Pat Friermuth. A lot of guys I like. Like, I love Friermuth. I love St. Brown. I love McLaurin. Um, I love Swift. But I don't I don't know that that Kamara pick's going to help uh, him win the league. <laughs> I think it's only going to make him lose the league, potentially. And then the last team from the twelve spot, Mahomes, Cam, A.J. Dillon, Adams, Waddle, Gallup, Kelsey, Cook, Penny. Um, let's see, Adams, Waddle, Kelsey, Mahomes. It's pretty decent, but I would say he—he's a Green Bay Packer page and fan. So I, we knew he was going to get some some Packers. He got. AJ Dillon and former Packer Devontae Adams, but he, he stayed pretty true to not, you know, cramming his team full of Green Bay Packer players. But uh, I'd say good, but not, not like, not going to be a top five team. But I think our team is the best. It's, it's, it's sneaky in some ways. Like Herbert, jo- uh, Jonathan Taylor, Brees Hall, Tyreek Hill, Mike Williams, Hopkins, Knox, and then our flex being Tony Pollard or Iuke or Algier. I think is scary good. And then did Ernest Johnson pick (laughs) by me on accident when I think he was going to win the vote anyway. I I had a feeling that that, the hype because I saw like three comments in a row about Johnson. Johnson and Johnson. Taylor, Hall, and Hill and Associates. Our team's fire. Straight, straight fire. Um... We're gonna hit the voice message, voicemail group. We got Joe. I think we got rid of all the the voicemail group one messages. Let's go to oh god, voicemail group two didn't leave a voice message again today. You guys are getting worked by voicemail group number one. I'm just gonna say, even graveyard shift voicemail group dropped three of them. Avi.
1: Rank CMC, Eckler, and Najee Harris right now, and then also rank Debo, Diggs, and CeeDee Lamb. And
3: how early... Let's start that over.
1: Rank CMC, Eckler, and Najee Harris right now, and then also rank Debo, Diggs, and CeeDee Lamb. And how early would you take, like, a Mark Andrews or Travis Kelsey... Would it be late second? Or I'm thinking I'm gonna wait on a tight end till like eighth, ninth round this year.
3: I just don't grab tight ends early, man. I just I'd rather have Knox. I'd rather have especially Dalton Schultz like in the in the six, seven round range. Friarmouth in ten is like my favorite right now, ten or eleven. Uh, so I'm gonna rank the top row here and then rank the top row, the bottom row. So I'm gonna say Najee Harris is one, he's my number two or three overall player. Eckler, who I, oh, I spelled wrong. Eckler. Eckler. Um CMC is last. I, I obviously he's capable of being the number one running back in the league, but but I just don't I'm not betting on that anymore. Harris, Eckler, CMC in reverse order that they're listed. Uh Diggs, Lamb, then Debo would be my ranking of the bottom group. And these are the exact same in the, the, the running backs are the same in Dynasty or Redraft. In Dynasty, I'd say Lam Debo, Lam, Debo, Diggs in that order. So Diggs is one in Redraft, but he's three in Dynasty, which is kind of odd. Uh, Ricky says Dearness Johnson is a good training camp hold. Yeah, I like it. Silver says voicemail group two is giving up.
2: Deontay Johnson or DJ Moore. I feel like they're in that same tier of wide receivers going in that same round. Um, Both have those quarterback uh, issues with, you know, either Kenny Pickett, Trubisky, or now
3: Baker or Darnold. So, DJ Moore or Deontay. Um, I'd probably go DJ Moore. I really, really worry about Deontay's ADP. I think people are grabbing him too early in round four. I'm not saying he's going to be a total bust, but I think that Claypool could outscore him. I know that sounds crazy to Deontay Truthers because Deontay Truthers think this guy is going to be a top five wide receiver. Deontay Truthers don't believe that Big Ben is the reason he was a top 10 wide receiver last year. He peppered him with targets, and that's not going to happen with Trubisky. And while I still think he's got talent, It took him a while to get there with the rapport. I just don't know that he's going to jump right in and have this marvelous top 12 wide receiver season. I think Claypool is the more likely candidate to be the number one wide receiver statistically at the end of the year on the Pittsburgh Steelers roster. Now, that isn't to say he's going to be a a top 10 wide receiver. I'm saying I don't think Deontay will be, and I think Claypool will outscore him and have eight to, to nine or 10 touchdowns. Call, call me crazy all, all you want, but this, this guy Claypool is like a 6'4 monster. Is he 6'4 or 6'5? Let's look it up. Uh, Claypool. People don't realize how big he is. He's a big boy. And he plays a lot, you know, worries me with injuries. Pl- plays a lot like a like Gronk and, and, and a tight end. You know, he's, he's 6'4, 240. 6'4, 240 pounds This Claypool monster. And everybody just laughs at him because he said he's a top three wide receiver, which was kind of funny. He said, I'm a top three wide receiver. We all laughed. Okay, the laugh's done. Now it's time to move on and, and analyze the guy and assess where he really belongs. And when people say, Deontay's a top 10. You're an idiot. Deontay's a top 10 wide receiver. I know this, You hear this guy? This guy knows nothing. He knows absolutely nothing. Maybe I'm wrong on this one. I, it wouldn't shock me. But I feel like Claypool is entering monster mode right now. And he's the one guy, like DK, surviving with, surviving okay with Geno, whereas, like, McLaurin wouldn't. You know, Lockett's not going to survive well with Geno, in my opinion. You know, whereas DK will. I think Deontay won't survive well. He'll be okay, but he won't survive well with the quarterback you know, rotation they have there. Maybe when, when Pickett gets in there, they develop a rapport and then we see it and then I can reassess I don't mind changing my mind I don't feel like an idiot when I backtrack or say hey because I don't even consider it backtracking I consider it a reassessment and you want that in your analyst you don't want your analyst saying I said this I have to stick by it the whole season if I feel like Deontay's going to build rapport with Pickett and Pickett gets in there I'll tell you but Claypool feels like he's most quarterback proof he's a 6'4 240 pound monster so give me, give me, give me Claypool. Uh, Deontay
2: Johnson or DJ Moore? I feel like they're in that same tier.
4: Hey, Smitty, who is the most jacked up pre-ranking? ESPN or Sleeper?
3: They both have their downside for a few things. I think Sleeper will rank guys like Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker too high, and then people draft them high. ESPN. Is got low rankings that you could take full advantage of. So I'd say, depending on how you're answering that question, I like ESPN's rankings more because they're more advantageous to us. Like Burrow's like the seventh ranked quarterback or something like that. So if you want to draft draft on ESPN, part of me wonders what would have happened if we drafted on ESPN. Like would we have had an even better team from the one pick? I part part of me feels like we would have because that ESPN pre-ranked list would have influenced even yes experts out there that have fantasy football pages they would have been influenced by the order of suggestion and ESPN suggesting some really bad rankings it's pretty pretty bad um here's the ESPN draft I did last night let's let's go I'm going to do a video on this and I'll probably do a video on it but it went Henry JT Austin Eckler Cooper Cup Justin Jefferson nothing crazy right here Chase McCaffrey Najee falls to 8 on ESPN when he goes to like 4 or 5 on on Sleeper. And in our drafts, he goes top 3. Uh, DeAndre Swift falls at 11. Javante falls at 12. We had some of our own people in, in this draft, like Tracy and a few others. So um, it's not a true ESPN draft, you know, with a bunch of randoms on ESPN, but it definitely gives you a sense of like Debo going 9. Like that was, that was high. I like Debo, but that's too high. And then round two. And I'll go over, I think, this on another video. So I won't go too in detail. But, uh, you know, Dalvin Cook falling at 16. Uh, Kamara going early at 17 was crazy. Your boy Smitty uh, took Stefan Diggs at, at 14. Adams went 13. Uh, Elliott going 23. Like, what are we doing here? What are we doing? Cam Akers going 22. What is wrong with the world right now? Connor going 21? Like, these are bad picks for net 19? Really, really bad. CD Lamb falling to 18. Nick Chubb, 24 seems about right. This is crazy. Madness. And then round three, and then I'm stopping it. Cause I wanna I wanna review this, I think. Twenty-five through thirty-six. Kelsey, twenty-five. That's not bad. Evans, twenty-six, uh, he's climbing. You know, I understand it. Andrews, not horrible there. Keenan Allen, way too early at twenty-eight. Brees Hall, twenty-nine. I I, I do like that. I like it. I'm sorry. It's amazing. T. Higgins. A little early for me. I get it. I understand it. I'm not mad at it. I won't make you take a lap. It's just a tad early for me. There's just a couple more players I like more. Aaron Jones, Monty, AJ Brown's decent value in round three. Uh, DJ Moore, ETN, that's me. I took him at 35, and I wonder if he would have fallen. Herbert, I don't mind that value at 36 overall. It's just a little itty-bitty look at that ESPN draft. We can review that later and uh, discuss it. Uh, voicemail group number one, this is Silver.
2: Hey, Smitty, that uh, voicemail group two sent me a voicemail, so I will play it for you. Uh, hello, is this Smitty? This is Jim from accounting, and I was talking to Grandma, and she said that maybe I should go ahead and take the Titans defense in the cup league. What do you think, Smitty?
3: Man, voicemail group two sent that voicemail to voicemail group one. And uh, shots have been fired. Shots have been fired. Voicemail group two. Finally, you've got somebody. Xavier.
2: Smitty, I got one for you. Thank you. I want
3: to debate on Judy versus Sutton. You got all these analysts out here that are saying Sutton because he's got the build like DK. But Judy,
2: he's got the talent. It's Jerry Judy. How are people taking Sutton over Judy when I feel he's a clear top
3: number one wide receiver and he's got Russell Wilson throwing to him? I mean, I, 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 I share your your opinion. I do believe Cortland Sutton could be good if he's leaned upon as the number one. So I'm not like down on Sutton or I feel like Sutton can't do well. You know, Sutton season could be upon us. We don't know. I'm not like going to be hardcore in one direction or the other because it comes down to Russell Wilson and who he builds rapport with better and quicker. I think he could build rapport with both of them. It sounds like he's built rapport with both of them. But at the end of the day, it does feel, in my opinion, like Judy's the the more likely to succeed unless he gets hurt, which is kind of the, the concern, I guess, is can he stay healthy? But Judy's the, one of the better route runners to come out of college for, for a long time. We just haven't seen it, you know, um, un, unfold. So will Russell Wilson deliver the football adequately to these guys equally? Maybe. Um, will he lock onto one and just force feed him and do like a Ben Roethlisberger to Deontay type of, of peppering of targets? It could happen, but he does feel like Russell Wilson... A lot different, kind of, you know, in terms of, of of spreading it out. Like, I think Russell Wilson's very capable of spreading it out. So I don't know that like one's going to completely blow away the other, but I do believe Jerry Judy has more skill, more talent. It's just a matter of can he stay healthy? Now Sutton suffered that ACL tear, and he's far removed from it. But I'm just saying, like, we can't say that he's like the definition of never getting hurt or something. Um, both of them could eat. Both of them could be exactly the same or one of them could be could have a slight edge. I just don't know that one's gonna blow the other one out of the water if both stay healthy. So give me Judy. But I have a little concern and caution with where with where I draft him. I think some people draft him too high. I see him going round four sometimes and I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, no Judy in round four. Like Judy's a good pick, but later, you know if you can't steal them away later, then don't take them, and then, you know, say okay, next draft I'll get them. Don't force player, don't force players up, you know, a crazy amount in a draft. There's just no reason. Um, anybody want to dial into the show? We're gonna to to close the, the phone show. line. six zero two
1: Dial
3: in last caller of the day. Last caller. Of the day, do it live. Drop it in. You're live on the fantasy football show. This is Ryan Kilpatrick, isn't it? I said I saved you from last time. Oh, how
4: how do you? Are you tracking me?
3: No, but I saved you from last time so I could properly introduce you and give you the proper uh, respect you deserve, Mister Kilpatrick. What can I do for you?
4: I appreciate that, Mr. Smitty. Uh, really quick, I just want to talk about Tom Brady this year. Um, when is this guy going to fall off a cliff? It seems like never. He, uh, he's productive every year. So I'm looking at his options, and I love Mike Evans this year. Uh, I still love all his options on the field, Matt. I know you're a little bit down on format but um, where do you see him actually finishing? Because last year... Um, many experts like called his downfall last year and he was like what the top five QB overall I mean he was great what do you think about this year
3: um I think and this his options I think this is the first year we feel like there's a reason to be concerned I think last year we didn't feel that way um losing Godwin losing Antonio Brown losing gronk um. Concerns for me about Fournette, you know, I I just feel like Fournette... Every year Fournette gets older, he's more likely to maybe get hurt. Um, And he's never been a guy that's been able to stay healthy. He's never played a full season. Like, granted, he's not usually missing extreme amounts of games, but he's always missing games. And he does get banged up, and he shows up to camp overweight. That's not the first time he's done that. And your body, when you're older... It's hard to, 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 to respond well to that. And if you show up overweight and you push yourself and you start getting into this, like, you know, camp mode while you're trying to trim down and get in the shape you should have been in when you came in, and you're playing at a level that requires you to be in the shape that you're not in, then that opens the door to more injuries. So it's like, while I may be wrong, and maybe Fournette has a great year. That's possible. Like, for, for Brian and everybody in here that loves Fournette, it's possible. I'm not going to be that shocked, and I'm not going to even feel like an idiot. I'm not going to feel like, it's a It's an odds game, and I'm telling you through experience that when you have all these things lining up, sometimes it's not even, like, a, a formula that I'm even necessarily, like, writing down and see it all visually. It's more of, like, a feeling. It's like, okay, here's a guy that's getting older, history of disappointing ousted out of Jacksonville climbed from the abyss in Tom Brady's good graces and did well comes in overweight, somehow stays healthy because he had to get back down to in shape uh, pulls and passes, doesn't pull and passes, pulls and passes there's a lot of inconsistency they draft a, a, a rookie that says I'm here to start he's hungry and he's my number one pass catching running back probably in the last 5-10 to 10 years ETN and, and Rashad White are the two best receiving backs in coming out of college for the last 10 years like, there's just a lot of reason to be like, okay, Fournette, maybe he does what everybody hopes he does, but there's so many things to worry about that I just mentioned the injury risk, getting older, coming in and out of shape, and trying to, to stay healthy while he's getting in shape. Those all are, are just red flags that make me back up. I'm not saying Fournette can't do it, but when you draft him in round two, I'm backing up even more. And I'm asking myself, how are you making him a second round pick? Third round pick, I get it. Barkley at 3.5, I get it. Fournette at 3.5, I get it. Maybe I don't take them at 3.5. Maybe I do. But maybe, probably I don't because I'll like a couple other players better. But at 2.5, I don't understand either one of them going there, especially Fournette. Because... You've got a lot of change going on in Tampa as well. And it concerns me. So uh, to answer your question about Brady, I'm sorry. <laughs> Ryan Ryan asked me about Brady and I'm talking about Fournette again. I can't stop. Um, I would say, are you still there? <laughs> Did you leave?
4: Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, man. I'm sorry. Bra-
3: I would say all those things kind of correlate with what I feel about Brady. Brady has said... That he's like, you know, and I know part of it is probably joking and self-deprecation and everything. But he's like, he sometimes asks himself what in the heck he who's, he's doing trying this one more time. Like, indicating that this probably is his very last year. Because he's too old to be going through what he's going through right now. And he's admitting that this is probably one of those like, okay, I'm exhausted doing this year in and year out. Extra game. Playoffs. Like It all adds up, bro. It's a long year for someone like Tom Brady on a team that's going to win, probably win the division, I think. I think he will do well for one more year. But I think that like we're going to see signs of it, like with Breeze. You know how we kind of saw it with Drew Breeze? If Breeze had played again, it would have been a disaster. I, I feel like we're going to know that about Tom this year. I think you're probably going to see him do well enough. He's so smart mentally that I think he'll do very well. But I think we'll all know and he'll know that one more year probably would be pushing it. So I think he does really well this year. I think he does a lot with a little. I think he doesn't have quite as big of a statistical year. I don't think he's going to rank in the top seven quarterbacks or anything like that from fantasy a fantasy perspective. But he'll play smart because he's so smart. And he'll get through the year. I don't think he'll win a Super Bowl or anything and then I think he steps away because he knows he just skated by before he dropped off.
4: Right, right. Yeah, but at the end of the day, all I'm saying is, like, if Tom Brady finishes as the top five quarterback, I'm literally firing my landscaper, and I'm going to eat the grass in the front lawn. Really? Because I don't know what it is about his diet. It's like, I don't know. You're going to go to Tom Brady's house?
3: Are you gonna go to Tom Brady's house and eat his <laughs> grass or are you gonna eat the grass in your front lawn? Because who's to say your front lawn's got good grass that's you know nutritious? I mean, maybe it's the grass that Tom Brady eats in his front yard. I want you to film yourself eating grass if that bad. happens.
4: I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm just playing my No, we're but,
3: not we're not playing.
4: I do uh I do uh appreciate you answering that question. Um I definitely uh appreciate
3: it. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thank you. Uh call back anytime. Mr. Kilpatrick. Thank you, Kilpatrick. Appreciate you. Um, Niner by Nature says, um, have you talked about Trey? I did at the end, or even if you want to now, go to the very beginning. I talk about Trey at the very, very top of the show. I tried not to, to hammer home too much of it because I know a lot of people say I talk about Trey a lot or I talk about the Niners a lot. I don't really on YouTube. I really don't. I just talk about it when there's something breaking, like Debo. There was a lot breaking on Debo, and I had to report on Debo. Um, this was uh, something that needed to be reported on on Trey because Colin Cowherd said a really stupid thing, um, which was right here. Niner by
0: from the show dot com news desk. Here is your breaking news.
3: We talked about Trey Lance. We talked about Colin Cowherd saying he needs days off because he gets fatigued. It's ridiculous. It's it's, it's absolutely ludicrous. You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. What can I do for you? Hello, I'm Matthew. I'm uh, calling in to ask a question about whether or not you think I should draft DJ Moore, Deontay Johnson, or Trey Lance in a dynasty startup league. This is, I'm sorry, what did you say your first name was? Matthew? Yep. Matthew, okay. Trey Lance, DJ Moore, or Trey Lance? Trey Lance, DJ Moore, who? DJ Moore, Deontay Johnson, Deontay. and Trey Lance. Yeah. Uh,. What round are we super talking? Superflex start up. Oh, Superflex Trey uh, Lance. 4-9 is the pick. Trey Lance, bro. Superflex. Trey Lance is a Superflex. He shouldn't be there. Trey Lance All
1: right, is, that's
3: it, what I was thinking too. He, he, yeah. Like like Trey you could argue Trey Lance and a Superflex should be in like round like 1 or 2. <laughs> you know. Like this is this is I'm he, this is a top 5 to 7 quarterback, bro, in fantasy football in my opinion and you're going to get this guy in the fourth round, people are sleeping at the wheel. All right, thank you. Yeah, appreciate you calling anytime. All right. I was about to say, like, I consider Trey in the redraft 1QB setting in this scenario, and he's like, super flex, and I'm like, what? For sure. Call into the show. Dial 602 in... Since when is what Colin Cowherd says newsworthy, Smitty? Um, it's newsworthy whenever news wires are reporting on it. So I, I do get that, and I'm not not saying you're suggesting that maybe, yeah, M- M- Manzo, you're 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 not you're not suggesting it like this. So don't think I'm I'm coming at you. But when you talk about something like this, and people say. Why are you talking about something that's a rumor or whatever? Because a lot of times you got to bring something up to shoot it down. This is rampant all over. The Athletics talking about it. Um, Niner communities everywhere talking about it. Trey Lance struggling with arm fatigue, which is not even a thing. I've been doing this 20 years. It's not a thing at all. You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Who am I talking to? This is Joe. Joe, what's up?
1: What's up, brother? So, um... I'm new to your show I watch a couple of other guys But I'm new to your show And uh, I actually am in a keeper league And I have Cam Akers and uh, Fournette For like nothing So I'm going to keep them Uh, I have an opportunity to Like target like Two or three of the top Five to eight wide receivers Because I'm in a It's a super flex league With quarterbacks Two running backs And three wide receivers I uh, also have Tom Brady that I'm keeping. That's also cheap. But should I target another big time running back, or should I get a few like lower end guys and go with the with the wide receiver upside? That I'm I mean, talking about? honestly, you got to give it.
3: you got to give me a list of names. Like, I, can't, I You're asking me to tell you, and this is what I say: never to do in terms of like your strategy. Never target positions. Like, without names, you're literally asking me to just guess a going up position and what if you're getting a lesser talent you got to take best player available every time as long as your lineup can afford that spot like i'm not asking you to draft two tight ends when you can start one but give me a list of the guys available at each position as fast as you can
1: i got you so in the uh the wide receivers there'd be like jefferson chase um adams uh tyreek hill they're all going to be out there um, so I could probably get two or three of those guys, and then with the running backs, there's mostly are going to most of them are going to be out there, but there's also going to be some lower end guys like AJ Dillon, uh, Damian Harrison, um, Travis Etienne, stuff like that.
3: Okay, and Brees Hall. Okay, um, what what and what quarterbacks are available?
1: Um, Tom Brady's Tom Brady's not available. That's who I have as my number one. There's going to be Lamar's going to be available. Uh, Joe Burrow, um, Trey Lance, Herbert, uh, Herbert, no Herbert's gone, it's also an auction draft too, so like I have a bunch of these guys that I'm keeping for nothing, and then I have like all the money in the world to spend,
3: okay, um, okay, so here, here's my, here, here's the list of guys that apparently are available, and there's probably more guys available, but you have Tom Brady, you have Akers, and you have Fournette and they're pretty they're yeah. pretty cheap. Um I mean, they're I don't nothing. I don't love those running backs personally. I know you you're just watching my show, but but like you already have them and you're keeping them for almost nothing. And on top of that, it looks like Jefferson Chase and like Burrow are the top options anyway. Like you could hammer home Jefferson Chase and Burrow and spend a majority of your money on those guys have Tom Brady, have the two running backs. Trying your best to get a Kenneth Walker, a Tony Pollard, and obviously a Brees Hall or ETN. Like if you can if you can somehow get Burrow or Lance with Jefferson and Chase spending all your money and still somehow get a Hall or a Kenneth Walker or the very least a Tony Pollard, you're gonna be in a really, really good uh, uh spot. Yeah, I think I can I think I
1: have the budget to do that actually.
3: Do it. And and like and, said, and,
1: the, the, and
3: on the top of, of are so t- and on top of that, I would look to trade Fournette or Acres or both to try and get into like a haul or ETN or something like that. And that may affect you. You're gonna have to kind of weigh that out yourself. I don't really have time to break down the full grasp of your league and all the contracts and stuff like that. But like, I get that might put you in a bind the next year. But I'm not worried about Acres and Fournette from a long term perspective anyway. So I would sell the opportunity that they present of like, oh, this is a cheap keeper for the next year. Like, go ahead and give me the guy you spent money on that's not a cheap keeper in Brees Hall or ETN, and I'll take that player. You take Fournette or Akers with the discount, if that even holds true to the next year, and build this monster squad for this year and just smash everybody to pieces. And then let your sleeper skills put you in another good position because you may have Pollard, you may have guys that are going to be absolute monsters that you have kept for small amounts, and then they will be your keepers. So trust your trust the process, but use Acres and Fournette and their values to your advantage if you can use those contracts to get into a better player that costs more. You know later in the mid midseason, whatever works in your, within the confines of your contract. But yeah, Chase Jefferson, Burrow, spend every dollar you have to get that crew in there to go with. Cam Acres and Fournette, and then look to trade those two if you can.
1: Absolutely, and also one other thing: auction, auction draft, P2, PPR, uh, auction draft, super flex is the way to go. That snake draft is cool, but the auction draft is a whole nother level.
3: Yeah. All right, buddy. Appreciate you.
1: Hey, have a good one.
3: Call anytime, Joe.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: All right, anybody got one more? One more for the road dial into the show call into the show Dial 602 nfl Down. uh we got one from andy
2: hey smitty it's andy yeah i got a relay from uh voicemail bob from voicemail group here you go let me play it for you
3: this is from voicemail yeah, group.
2: Smitty. hey this is bob from voicemail uh, group one yeah so i drafted javante williams Joe Burrows, that's good. Tony Pollard, and Dalton Schultz Schultz. How do you like my team, Smitty? I uh, mean
3: I mean, Andy's making fun of voicemail group one, but that's a pretty those are some pretty good names. I think maybe he just made them look better. <laughs> uh this one's from Kyle.
4: Hey, Smitty, why is everybody overdrafting Juju?
3: I don't know. I've been asking that question for months. Juju's not somebody I'm targeting at all. Terry.
4: Smitty, uh,
2: let's do an auction draft in the night crew uh, area. I know you don't really like to do the auction drafts I do. during the show because of content. Um, but yeah, we can do an auction draft like uh, with the night crew maybe. Just an idea, bro.
3: Yeah, I... That'd be awesome. I like them. I like auctions. But the last time I did an auction draft, people lost their, their crap because it takes so long and only 11 other people can even do it. And it's like everyone got so angry. But I'll do an auction video. I, I, I'm i doing one. I'm, I'm wrapping it up right now to kind of help with auction strategy. So look for that to come out very, very soon. Uh, and that's for Tariq. Tariq, you watching? That one's coming for you, buddy. So um, I think we're caught up on all the messages here i just listened to it smitty you dropped fire niner by nature said thank you appreciate you yeah that trey lance stuff at the top of the show watch it it's calling cowherd's absolutely ridiculous um and uh you know niner coaches already are like what are you talking about <laughs> what are you ta- arm fatigue trey's absolute an absolute monster he has a python attached to a a python, an absolute monster of an arm. And people are talking smack about Trey left and right because they're scared. They're scared that what they predicted is going to end up not coming true, that he's going to be a bust. He's not going to be special. Trey's going to be special. Trey's going to be a monster. I got an idea for the show. How about covering up all the top rookie prospects? Covering all the top rookie prospects for this year. Um, we can do that. I mean, we'll, we can do that at any moment. If was going... Thank you. Appreciate you, by Nature. Who has... Who was that mocking voicemail group one? Um, that was Andy. Here, I'll play it for you again.
2: Hey, Smitty. It's Andy. Yeah, I got a relay from uh, voicemail. Bob from voicemail group. Here you go. Let me play it for you. Yes, yeah, Smitty. Hey, this is Bob from voicemail uh, group one. Yeah, so I drafted Javante Williams...
3: Joe it is it is funny, but they are good players. <laughs> so, yeah, Andy, Andy's kind of giving them credit. Thank you, Andy. I appreciate you. I love that voicemail group one and voicemail group two are kind of playful and playing back and forth. They challenge each other. They make each other better.
0: Hey, Smitty, you missed my super chat earlier, but I think we should do the Vegas thing, Super Bowl weekend, Poor or Rock. maybe the draft weekend.
3: Poor what do you now. think? I missed the super chat again. Um, let me see rock out. Sorry. Ron Navy said, take a lap. Um, rock out, dropped a super chat that I apparently missed. Let me go look for it. Terry. Thanks again for that. That wad you dropped on the screen. Ron Navy dropping another one. Ron. Thank you. I'll go check that out. If there's a message attached to that rock out, apparently dropped one. It's probably up above here. Ron Navy says, you couldn't hear me. Thank you for that. Super chat. Uh, Ron Navy, Vegas, baby. I don't know why I'm not seeing it. I appreciate you clarifying that you dropped. There it is. What in the heck? Why didn't I see it? It didn't come into my system. Vegas, baby, Super Bowl weekend or draft weekend. That would be fun. I think draft weekend would be probably... That would be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. Maybe we'll do draft weekend. Maybe we'll set up a draft weekend weekend Vegas trip where we all meet up and and just do some guerrilla-style marketing for the brand Walking around in a big, huge group. Uh, I imagine us doing something crazy. You know, like where we just, you know, we could walk around. I could get, like, fake earpieces. And, like, I could walk around. Everybody could just act like my C- secret service agents. We just start handing out business cards left and right. Take a lap and Associates. Walking around Vegas causing some tamed and very polite and well-behaved uh, drama walking around in Vegas. Absolute fire. Uh I can get to Vegas in 3 hours says Brian. All right guys, I appreciate every one of you. I may or may not go live tonight to mock draft. I will uh keep you posted on that. I think at the very least I'll do like a smitty on the streets answering questions Q&A type of thing like I've done before on I'll go to like, you know, down, downtown Tempe or somewhere around there and talk. Um, I'm live Monday through Friday, today is Friday, so I'll see you all Monday for sure at 7pm, but you know me, you know I go and do mock drafts late at night, probably doing a mock draft tonight, probably definitely doing a mock draft at least tonight or tomorrow or both, so have your notifications turned on, um, Andrew says, you killed us, I had to deafen, oh, sorry, you killed us. I had to defend our honor. Smitty on the scooter. Hit that like button, boys. Go to thefantasyfootballshow.com. Get your lifetime membership. Links are all down below in the description. The link to Underdog. Code Smitty. Go play. The link to the Fantasy Football Show where you can get your one-on-one text device. Ron Navy dropping a super. Uh, Ron Navy... Ron Navy wants more time. Ron Navy wants more time. Ron Navy knows that if he super chats, he gets more time. Ron Navy also super chatted earlier, and I missed it. Here we go. He said, uh, "My sister called, missed half of the show. Can you recap what I missed?" Yeah, it's called replay. <laughs> but Ron, I appreciate your super chats. Ron wanted to super, to restart the timer. I'm gonna restart it again for Ron. We're gonna restart it one more time for Ron. Um, I gotta hit a button where I'm leaving, and then if someone super chats, I press it and it goes extended time, 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 and then we have like a two minute timer on the screen. And then if another super chat comes, I press the button and it goes extended time, time. and We just keep like extending the show. I think we've done that in the past. We have done that in the past for sure, but we need we need a more elaborate setup for that. So we'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and work on that this weekend so that that's prepared um appreciate you extending the show Ron. what else we got what else we got <sighs> Ron is gonna keep us here all night. <laughs> I got home Ron replays I used to be uh I'm used to watching replays says Roger. I'm live Monday through Friday we're gonna reset this one more time Monday through Friday 7 p.m Eastern. Get to the order your one-on-one text device, look for me tonight. Anytime there's breaking news, I go live. Anytime. So look for that. News happens this weekend. More news about Trey Lance having arm fatigue, I'll go live. Um more news about Ron Navy resets the timer again. More news about, you know, the DK Metcalf contract situation. I'll go live. If there's any news about anything, I'll go live. And I will most certainly be mock drafting, so catch me either tonight or tomorrow. Probably both. Uh, lives hit just different. Yeah, Brian, they, they do. Appreciate you, Brian. And the Discord's popping off, guys. It is popping off. DM me on IG. Discord is popping off. Go to uh, You can go to the Fantasy Football Show and click Discord, but the Discord is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, we stay live until the graveyard shift, says Ron ron reset the timer again um graveyard crew graveyard crew graveyard crew uh i've terry says i have watched the night crew been passed out terry how your jury duty go did you send them to did you send them away for like 10 years (laughs) <laughs> what did you do, Terry? What was I don't know. You could talk about it now, right? Because it's over, right? What did you do in jury duty? We got to do like a drop me a voice message and tell me the outcome. What happened? It was probably. I'm sure it was a DUI. I'm sure it was a D, had to have been a DUI. They're always a DUI. But tell us, Terry, what happened? Did you send this guy this guy away for a, a, a buck twenty? <laughs> Ron Alright guys See you all Later Tonight Terry says yep He sent him away Ron Navy Ron Navy Resetting the timer He needs time to explain Terry leave a voice message <laughs> we, we need to hear What has happened This guy was probably a, a follower of the Fantasy Football Show Now no longer Gets to watch the show Because Terry Sent him away I'm going to see if Terry's going to leave me a voice message. I think some people in the Cooper Cup draft are are like having a tough time with the timer or the timer the... Um, I'll reset this, Ron. Don't worry here. We're waiting for Terry. Um, a lot of people are DMing me saying that my fantasy league is drafting the wrong players for him and it's not. It's not. There's a lot of people that don't. They haven't looked into the pre-ranked uh, list, and they're not hitting save. And you gotta like, go back and make sure everything looks looks right. But it doesn't take the wrong players. I've been do- I've been using this system, even though it's archaic. It's been around forever. I've been using the system, and in 20 years, I've never had it pick a player that wasn't that was wrong on my pre-ranked list. You know, it's just it's user error. And I had user error. It's nothing to to be ashamed of. I I drafted two quarterbacks. It is kind of easy to use, but for the youngins, they they just don't understand it. They're like, this is a, what is this, a stone? This is like, it looks like the Stone Age. Um, we're waiting for Terry to drop. There we go, Terry, Terry's voice message.
2: Yeah, so in the courtroom, this lady got hit by this guy, and she wanted her money, and the guy wouldn't pay but overall, you pay more in lawyer fees and all that kind of crap than anything. But, okay, and then, you know, like, she just wanted, like, two grand. You know, he probably paid more than that in court fees. What a, what a crazy person to go through all that rigmarole. Oh, my God, and have us sit there for all that time. It was crazy.
3: Yeah. Wasting Terry's time. Terry had... Ron resetting the timer again. Terry had stuff to do. Terry had shows to watch. Terry was wanting to watch the fantasy football show live. But he had to go and deal with this nonsense. The (laughs) rigor... Terry said... (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Here's more from Terry.
2: Made me want to whip out an episode of the fantasy football show. Adam boy.
3: What did you say, Rigamamore? What what, what? what was that, Terry? Spell that. Ron, drop. Oh, Smith. This is R. Smith dropping a super chat. He says, "Ron will not outdo me." Um, it's an awesome system when you know what to not do. Says Smith. Yeah, I mean, my fantasy league is old. It's archaic. Sorry. It's old. It's archaic, but it's been around for forever. And it doesn't it doesn't draft the wrong players. I know people want to say that and blame it on the system, but it didn't. It didn't. It's user error, and it doesn't. It's nothing to be ashamed of. It's complicated. Like it's user error, but it's frustrating because it's not easy to figure out if you've never used it. So that's where I have compassion for people that timed out or, or drafted the wrong players. But I can't. I said it from the beginning. I can't be changing picks out for people. There's ninety six people drafting every single round like i just can't do it for anybody dropping 999 super chats or higher you're getting into just make sure you dm me on instagram you're getting into uh terry's resetting the timer you're getting into the no bench league terry drops a super and says add time pal Uh, never leaving, says Brian. I don't, Apparently we're not. Maybe this is, it's a good idea and it's a bad idea all at the same time. Like, what happens if I've got dinner waiting or something? <laughs> underdog new puppy out now. Okay, maybe we'll do that tonight or tomorrow. An underdog puppy draft. Guys, if you want to do the underdog puppy draft stuff, go to the link down in the description. Click on the underdog fantasy link that I have in the description. Use promo code SMITTY and get on over there and draft in a puppy draft. Get a good old puppy dog draft in. You'll be uh, appreciative. Kenny P has been locked out of his account. Everybody say hi, Kenny. He's here under an unknown alias. R. Smith dropping a wad and not only is he extending the, the show another time um, he gets a standing O and he wants in the league.
1: Yeah.
3: DM me. Yeah, DM me good buddy, good pal fellow Smith DM me. Maybe we're related. I don't know.
1: I'm not sure.
3: I'll look for your DM, bro. Uh Doug says D-hop, what round are we drafting? Round 7 a smash. Round 6, there's risk, there's pros and cons. Carlos says, Smitty, do you plan on on uh maxing the Best Ball Mania? I don't know if I'm going to get to 100 and whatever. That's a lot. Um I know a lot of people that have <laughs> I do a lot of other things too though, you know, so uh I don't I don't know. I don't know where I'm at on it. I don't think I'm going to max out on the. I think it's like 120, 120 or 150 drafts you can do. Uh, who? Where's uh? Where's Kenny P? What's what's his alias? 150. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to do 150 underdog drafts. I might. I might get to like a third of that potentially, yeah. But I also try and do them live so I can only do so many at a time. Smitty, do you plan on. Oh, I already got that one. Where's Kenny? What's Kenny under? This looks like Kenny. Is that Kenny? Hey, Silver, you're the man, says Kayla. Rockout says ten thousand. That sucks that Kenny can't get into his account. Corian says Rigum Rigam Moreau. Rigam Moreau? Is that how you say it? Rigam Moreau. What's Riga Moreau even mean? Like nonsense shenanigans? Riga Moreau? It's Riga Moreau, right? Confused or meaningless? Let's play it. Postulate. <laughs> the word of the day is postulate, apparently. Um... Rigamarole. M- Rigamarole. How do you how do you pronounce that? Is that pronounced right? Rigamarole. Riga Marole. Am I saying it right? It's not working. I'm trying to play it on dic- on the dictionary.com. Alright guys, I'm out of here. Appreciate every single one of you. Live every Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. All the links are down below in the description. Play Underdog Fantasy. Promo code SMITTY. Get on over to TheFantasyFootballShow.com. Get your TheFantasyFootballShow.com one-on-one text advice. I'll see you all tonight. I'll see you all tonight. Riga Moreau. Riga Moreau. Ma! Where's the meatloaf? This is Riga Moreau. This is Riga Moreau. Where's the meatloaf? We want it now. I think there's Terry's explanation Hoobie I'll see you later Ron Navy appreciate you Silver appreciate you Terry appreciate you I'm in the middle of Michigan with no way to get to another state sorry Hoobie We'll we'll Facetime you from uh, from Vegas. We'll we'll include you somehow. Appreciate you, Hoovy. Thank you all. See you all later tonight. Gary, first in the building. Meet the Woo second. Appreciate you all. are getting burrowed left and right and people are going to remember it
0: get burrowed